I know that we got a gift, we got some parts we could lift up This is the start of your bridge, so walk through it all with the cards you were dealt In the heart of your chest and then foster your grit Beyond what we've been through in college, regardless the path of the wind in our sails There's a lot we can give in, I promise we've got it dismissed The thought of the things we could fail I know our roads may take us a thousand different directions But here's to always watching the scenery Welcome, Welcome to Dr. Dr. B and me Hey, hey, it's Dr. B back at it and back with you. Uh, today we're going to talk about what success in life looks like. Not just success, but what success in life looks like. It's not about money and it's not about fame and it's not about cars. We're talking about really having a happy and fulfilling life. And how you define that will determine on whether you get it or not. Um, I'm talking about success, like how do I pick a team that would help me produce Dr. B and me? How do I pick TAs at a university? How do companies pick employees? How do people find friends and partners? Um, so we're going to go through a little list, and then I'm going to let you talk to and hear from some of the best people I know as, who are examples of the very thing that we're talking about today. So I'm glad you are with us. Put on the ear pods and go for a run while you listen to this. I'll let you know when we're halfway finished and then you can turn around and come back home. So give that a try. So the number one thing that can determine whether you're going to have success in life and whether you will get what you want is people who are successful are ambitious. They see themselves as capable of being the best. They know they're not the best yet, but they can envision themselves being the best. And they do the work that it takes to do that. So the number one thing is being ambitious. For instance, when this all hit, what was your first reaction? Did you just kind of give up or did you go, hey, I bet this could be my best quarter ever and figure out ways to make that happen? The second thing is that successful people in life are courageous. They're willing to confront the fears that most of us avoid. I love the phrase, feel the fear and do it anyway. That, that's what successful people do. Look, your life is supposed to be one epic story. It's not supposed to be boring. You're supposed to take risks. You're supposed to fail. You're supposed to fall. You're supposed to try and try and try again. That's what it's all about. And successful people understand that and they confront that. The next thing they are, successful people in life, are committed. They believe in themselves and in their endeavors. They believe in the power and the passion of what they're doing. If you believe in the rightness of what you're doing, in other words, if you believe that you're on the right path and doing the right things in life, then you become a catalyst for others. In other words, you become an electrical transfer of enthusiasm. Because listen, everyone wants to be great. Everyone wants to have a successful life. Everyone wants the same things that you want. And why do some people get them? Because they're ambitious, because they're courageous, because they're committed. They're prepared when opportunity or what a lot of losers like to call it luck. People call it luck when people succeed. Luck has nothing to do with it. It's about being prepared when an opportunity comes your way. So for instance, if somebody is in an elevator and says, tell me about yourself, you're ready. 
A lot of you have not been ready yet. Why is that? Do you not want to be successful? Have you been practicing? Tell me about yourself. Um, what about things like the micro modules that my TAs have to do? They call me a bunch of times before they even do it so that they know that they're prepared to succeed. They practice, they prepare. Um, a lot of people have me edit memos for them before they send them out to their bosses, weekly memos that are designed to tell the bosses what they're up to and what they're learning. Really successful people send those memos to other people and have them read them first. In other words, they're always, always committed to the excellence that they expect in their own lives. And lastly, they are continuous learners. Um, and that's why I wanna to introduce to you my TAs and my production staff for Dr. B and me, because they took this all on. We were all learning about this and they are continuous learners. And that's why I want you to meet this team who puts on Dr. B and me. They are not only ambitious, not only courageous, not only committed, I mean, they stood out a head and shoulders above the rest of the class when I was trying to pick people who would be um, interested in volunteering. They, they get nothing out of this monetarily. They do this for the love of passing on their learning, their ambition, their courage to other people. And that's the kind of people that you want to surround yourself with. And I'm lucky enough to have a team like that. Let me introduce you first to Zach Doherty. Zach, welcome to Dr. B and Me. Hi, Dr. B. Thank you so much for having me. We are on our third year together, are we not? We are. It's been a ride. <laughs> and are you graduating this year? I am. I actually finished up classes in December, and I'm now just been helping out with their class and doing some different things around campus and kind of finishing up my senior project here. And where do you head after this? Uh, fingers crossed, but it looks like I'll be heading to Apple and working in their global security department. So putting on different events and kind of helping out with some different things on the ground there up in Cupertino. Awesome. Well, they'd be foolish to let you go, Zach. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm excited for the opportunity. And if they do let you go, let me know. And we'll just keep doing Dr. B and me until Sounds you're good. an old, old man. Keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zach, if you were going to tell our listeners one thing that you learned from being around for three years and working with students and, and thinking about, you know, your own life and everything, what would, what would that be? I think one thing that I've really learned is the importance of goal setting. You've talked a lot about different times and setting achievable goals, but also pushing yourself and kind of encouraging students and myself to reach for things and go after things. And that was something that I always went to tons of motivational talks and probably like many other people and many people listening, like you hear all these great ideas. It's like, great. Um, that's for some people, but that's not just for me. And so during this time of kind of quarantine, I really tried to take that challenge on and really actually set tangible goals for myself with making a little chart and checking things off. And it was amazing the difference I saw in actually achieving those goals and seeing how I felt when I actually got through a checkbox and got to kind of move along each day and see which different things I've completed. Uh, so that's one thing I think I've learned from you and actually taken and finally tried out during this time. It's just been awesome. And I definitely enough. want to continue it. Yes, I know, only three years, right? Well, I'm glad that those work. And it is amazing how, you know, I, I have a list that I scratch stuff off and it's like so rewarding to see the scratch offs. And, and you know, here's the other thing. Write down your goals for the next morning before you go to bed so you don't have to worry about it in bed and then get up in the morning and, and know which ones you're going to hit first. 
and which ones can you know take longer in the day or if you don't get to them it's first things first there's a great book called that by um franklin covey i think first things first right Got it. I love that. Hopefully it won't take me three more years to implement that one so we can get started on that one soon. <laughs> I might put you on the next uh, episode and see, make you do a book report. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, the next person on my team that I'd like you all to know and, and listen to is Thomas Barton. Welcome, Thomas. Hi, Dr. B. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for all of your hard work on making Dr. B and me such a interesting and um alternative to the zoom th gloom that we find ourselves in <laughs> it's definitely been fun so um thomas one of the things that struck me about you and one of the reasons i wanted you on the team was you are an earnest and have a de sincere desire to help other people where does that come from um i would say it comes from potentially my upbringing and i um through kind of a young age, I started um, in the Boy Scouts and my family is very involved in kind of learning those those principles and those morals through the Boy Scouts and learning how to help other people and abiding by the Scout Oath and Law were definitely things that I think helped me in kind of gaining that, um, that skill set. What do you think is the difference between a, one young man who joins the Scouts and another young man like you who goes all the way up to Eagle? What's the difference? What's the contravening factor? I'd potentially say that the contributing factor would be um, persistence and then also just having um, people around you that support you and really help to um, guide you on that path. And it's not something that I think that you can do alone and you need the support of other people to really help you um, push forward and kind of achieve those ranks and achieve the things you want to do because um, in scouting, you can't go on campouts alone and you always need to have the buddy system and learn how to do merit badges and new skills. You have to learn that from other people. Well, I, I know some people who do have to go camping alone, Thomas. <laughs> Not pretty, but I'm glad you always had a, a pack. Um, tell me one of, one of the things that you would most like to communicate to anybody listening today that would help them with their own success. Definitely. I think kind of Along the lines of what we've been talking about, one concept that I really think that all listeners could benefit from is the importance of establishing a, a personal board of directors within your life. And that personal board of directors is really essentially a group of people that you can consult regularly and you can get advice and feedback from. And you don't really need to hold formal meetings with them or even really inform that person of their status as being a board member. Um, you just need to have choose the right people that you can regularly stay in touch with and that you can trust their advice and wisdom for. And so these people can act as a sounding board to really advise you and provide feedback for those important life decisions and opportunities and challenges that you may face. Have you done that? Have you, do you have your own board of directors? I have. Um, from my very first year at Cal Poly, I, um, I got a formal mentor through the College of Business and we've stayed connected all four years and he's been instrumental in um, deciding on things um, that have happened in my life in terms of internships or where to go. And Dr. B, you're on my board of directors. And I, I am. I, that's why I was asking. No. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I consult you for all of the important life goals or if something kind of comes up that's really important in my life and I need really good, honest feedback about how I can grow or improve, I'll definitely reach out to you. And my own father is on my board of directors and different kind of hard um principles or concepts that I'm, I'm struggling with, I'll reach out to him and ask his opinion on what I should do or how I should so, approach something. So great. 
Well, I always put my mother, I always put my mother on my board of directors because she always thinks everything I do is terrible. So if I can figure out a way to, to argue why it's not terrible, then I feel like I've got a good idea. I'm ready, I'm ready for the enemy. You know what I'm saying? Most so, definitely. Okay. Uh, so Zach is saying, look, it's really important to set goals and start making markers to achieve those goals. Thomas is saying, create a board of directors so that you've got a place that you can go to try out ideas, to get advice, all that kind of stuff, which leads me to Davey Kozik, who is our producer on Dr. B and Me, and also the CEO of Davey Drones. And um, Davey? Welcome, and you get to be from behind the soundboard today. <laughs> Finally, here we go. <laughs> good to be here. It's good to have you here. And Davey, how did you and I meet? So we met through Polycast, which is a podcast of my own where I explore the lives of Cal Poly students, faculty, and alumni who share their stories and experiences. And I heard your name from a few different people and just I think it was LinkedIn where I first reached out and we got in the studio, had a great conversation. And I think ever from then, we just totally hit it off and have been so lucky to stay connected with you. Well, and it's a great podcast. And in fact, Davey is the uh, really the catalyst, as we were talking about catalysts earlier, really the catalyst for how this whole idea came to be, because we just didn't want people sitting in front of a Zoom any longer than they had to. And uh, he's really gifted at producing these kinds of things. So that's how we came up with Dr. B and me. And um, you were also in one of my classes and you also attend boot camp. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, if you were gonna tell our listeners something from the Dr. B and me experience and, and business school that you think they should take with them um, from spending this time with us on the podcast, what would it be? I think one of the main things is being playing different roles in the team. And so one thing by being part of this team and producing this podcast, I've kind of put Polycast on the side. And really, I've seen it. I've grown so much as a producer and all. And because kind of Polycast, I'm main role that I kind of manage a lot. And I have a production team, so I don't do much on that side of things. And so to be able to almost take a step down from that lead role and play as a kind of not even lower tier, because we're all essential members in this, but playing a different role and getting new eyes on it with a whole new kind of theme for the podcast has been extremely valuable and to see how you lead the team. And I've learned so much in running meetings with other members of, you know, separate teams, but to see, be in such a learning position, I think it's huge. And that's where I think this quarantine has been awesome to be able to realize that, all right, it, it it's changed all of our lives. And so to see how you can use this opportunity as a learning a chance to learn and really grow from it. Great, great. Well, listen, you three, without even knowing it, just reinforced, you know, goals are ambitious, as Zach said, you know, that's how you get things done. Um, Thomas, you were talking about creating board directors. That takes courage to ask people to be on a personal board of directors and seek their advice instead of just doing it your own way and as a lone wolf. And then Davey, being committed to learning and you know trying new things and new roles and how you continuously, all three of you, learn. And I'd like to let our listeners know you're at the halfway mark on your run. So turn it around and we'll, get, we'll come back with some new guests. Hey, this is Dr. B. While you're at it, while you're listening, would you please subscribe and maybe give us a five-star rating 
we are really trying to build our platform here and serve and help as many people as we can. We appreciate it. Welcome back. Did you turn around from that run? Okay, good. You're back with us and I want you to meet the rest of the team. The next person on our team that has just been, you know, killing it. And I knew she would when she picked up a guitar because I asked her to and sang to the entire class on the day of our last class together. I'm really thrilled to have had the chance to work with and to have you listen to uh, what Riva Trio thinks is one of the big takeaways from our time together. Hi everyone, my name is Riva Trio and being a part of Dr. B and Me has been such an honor. Dr. B always encourages her students to find the unique value they bring to the world and apply it in any way that they can. For me, Dr. B helped me discover that the unique value I bring is being able to make ideas come to life through graphic design. As a social media strategist behind the Dr. B and Me Instagram, being able to create a positive and engaging experience for both past, present, and future students has given me so much creative confidence and purpose. Despite having to balance several responsibilities, Dr. B has taught me that it doesn't matter how much sleep you lose as long as you're doing what you love and making a lasting impact on the world. If there's anything I can leave listeners with, I would tell them to find whatever it is that fills them with purpose and find a way to bridge that gap in the real world. Any positive impact you leave on the world is meaningful, so get out there and make your mark. So when you're looking for people who are ambitious and committed and courageous, sometimes they find you. And Kate Sorrell, another fantastic member of our team, at the end of our um, time together, uh, sought me out and said, I think I have some things that I could offer to you as a TA, as a assistant producer, as a you know, person to ride your horse, whatever it might be. And she just wanted to be a part of what was going on. Don't be afraid to do that kind of thing, because that's how I got the chance to work with Kate. And that's how you might get the chance to work with someone you want to work with. One of the best things you can do is if there's a job out there that you want and you know you can do, volunteer to do it for 90 days. And if they don't love you, then you'll just move on. But don't take any pay. Just say, give me 90 days and let me show you what I'm worth. And that's kind of what Kate Sorrell did. Kate, what do you have to tell the uh, listeners today that you think is a great takeaway? Hey everyone, my name is Kate Sorrell and I am a TA for Dr. Beeman. This is my second quarter with her and I'm a graduating senior now, which is very exciting. I took her class as a sophomore at Cal Poly and the things that she said in that class had a lasting impact on me. Uh, I remember her meeting with me one-on-one, even though I know she's a very, very busy person, and she essentially gave me permission to pursue exactly what I want to do and to not go for the prescribed mold that everyone else falls into but to go outside the box to do something different to do something cool and to do what I love and this has led me to change a lot of the decisions that I was thinking of making at that time and I'm on a completely different path now because of her. I just love how much she pushes you to grow and to go outside your comfort zone to get away from from what everyone else thinks that you should be doing and do what you think you should be doing. She is such a motivational, inspirational, radiant person. She always has a great quote and something she said about our team that I really love 
is if you need something done, ask a busy person to do it. And I love this because I think it really applies to our team. We're all super busy juggling a lot of things, yet we still are able to put on this awesome production for everyone. We're still able to pursue our own passions and dreams on the side and work jobs and go to school and do all sorts of other things as well. So I just love uh, that concept of of looking at people who have busy schedules and saying, how can I be a little bit more like that? How can I say yes? How can I pursue more and and provide a fuller life for myself? Love you, Dr. B. Thanks for pushing me. Like I said, these are, these are people who stand out. And one of the things that you're always looking for in life so that the things that you want come your way is you got to stand out. You got to be the one that people look at and go, hey, I want you on my team. Hey, I want you as my date. Hey, I want you as my friend. Whatever it might be, you've got to do something that makes people you know, notice you and remember you. And everybody on this team is a person like that, including... Sam Toland. Welcome, Sam. Thank you, Dr. B. And Sam, you want to tell him briefly um, how we met? Uh, yeah, I mean, we met in your class uh, last spring, spring 2019. And from there, it's been fantastic, you know, working on as a TA in your class and then wait, also wait, on. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to back you up, Sam, because I met you before that. Oh, yes. I met you yeah. the, the quarter before when I came and sat in on a class to try and make a connection with a local company who was speaking in your class. In other words, you were trying to use me. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> but, but the reason I wanted you to tell that story is because you were showing up for an opportunity. You had a chance. You found out that the speaker of my class was gonna was the same guy that you were trying to get an internship with. So you were going to sit front and center and smile at him and go, hey, I'm here. Uh, why don't you hire me? And that's what it takes. Um, so that's why I wanted you to tell that story. And then I convinced you, begged you, pleaded <laughs> for you to please take the class. And it was and, a great decision. <laughs> thank you. You're trying to make up for it now. I see. Mm -hmm. um, but I want you to tell, tell everybody, if you don't mind, one thing that you have as a takeaway that you think will help them as they move on into their, you know, the rest of their school or career or whatever they're headed toward that you, you picked up with this whole experience. Definitely. One thing that I think the winners can really put to use is the concept of executive presence. And by that, I mean, looking for ways outside of your role or your job description where you can contribute to greater company success. And I love it for two reasons. The first is that it shows that you're a team player and it really encourages a departure from self-centric thinking. You know, rather than focusing what your role is or your specific description and responsibilities, it's really taking a step back and looking how you can help others and how your role relates to the company's success. And the second reason I love it is that it can help you sell yourself and articulate your value. And by thinking big picture, it's a really great habit to get into because you start to identify the different, you know, sort of key value adds and what drives your team's success. And that'll just help you better articulate how you're adding your value and driving that success. So if you were going to define executive presence in one sentence, if, if you were going to say what it is and you defined it, what would it be? 
I would say that executive presence is looking from a bigger picture perspective about what success is for your team and your organization and looking for ways that you can go beyond your role to contribute to that. Great. I really love that beyond your role because when people get promoted, when people fall in love with you, whatever it might be, it's because you've gone beyond expectations, right? You're not just meeting expectations, you're exceeding expectations. And I'm a big, I'm a big believer in what one of us can do, all of us can do. So like if somebody gets a, a five, you know, five star rating at their first uh, personnel review at, at Deloitte, for instance, and fresh off the boat from school, they get a five star and nobody's ever had it. A lot of people like don't like those people. They resent those people. But the truth of the matter is we all could do it. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. I mean, if one of us did it, we could all do it. It's just a matter of how much beyond the job description, like you said, people want to go. Awesome. And my, my next guest, my next part of this brilliant team, we like to call him Slack G, but his name is actually Alistair. Well, Alistair, Alistair. I just think that sounds more British, Alistair. <laughs> I, I like the British sounding name more, to be honest. <laughs> well, and, and he's got the coolest middle name. He's Alistair Wolf Schwab. Very cool. <laughs> You can look me up on Facebook and LinkedIn now. You know my full name. He's like, he, he's like hungry like a wolf right there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so how well, thanks for meet? having me, Dr. V. Yeah, I'm so excited you're on the show. How did, how did we meet? Oh, man, what a story this is. I was flying it's all, out it's of... A, it's only a 20-minute show, Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to make it short, I was flying out of St. Louis Obispo Airport going to Denver back home. And um, I just sat down, getting ready, you know, waiting for the flight. And I kind of strike up conversation with this really sweet, nice lady next to me who was asking me questions where I was from. And um, we just talked forever. And that was you, Dr. B. Oh, and, I was um, going to say, and then where did where did I? <laughs> and months later, um, I remember running into you and you were telling me, you were asking me like, oh, how are things going in your life? Like, how was that one thing you told me about? And I was so surprised just how much you remembered about our conversation. Um, and then I took your class with Davey. And it the was so much fun. The rest is history. The rest, and you come to boot camp. Yep. See, boot camp every Tuesday, I, Thursday. Again, the, the reason I keep bringing this up is because everyone that you're hearing from on this episode, Everyone are the people that I told you about that are ambitious, that they're courageous, that go beyond what they what you expect them to do, that are committed, that are prepared, that are always continually learning. And these people, it's like they walk around. If you've ever been to Vegas and you've seen Luxor and that light goes thousands of miles up into the sky, these guys, these people on our team all walk around with that light shining out of the head into the sky. And you just go, I, I want to be around that person. And anyone can be that way. It's about energy. It's about commitment. It's about goal setting and all that kind of stuff. So, Alistair, what would you say to everybody who's listening as far as how they would succeed? I would say it starts with opening your heart and your mind to the world and people around you. And your life experience is then going to be enriched. That means approaching each day as if there's something new. 
that you haven't ever encountered before. It means not believing that you've seen it all or that you know nearly enough of what there is to know. It means being curious and it means taking the time to talk with people and listen to their story. It means not letting your circumstances define you, but you defining your experience. The world is a truly spectacular and surprising place, but only if you choose to see it that way. So I shared that because Dr. B, I feel like that's what you embody and what I take away from our conversations every single time we talk. The check's in the mail, Alistair. Check in the mail. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. Thank you very much. Um, well, I really like what you say about the circumstance doesn't define you because some of the mo world's most successful and happy people had really terrible backgrounds, really terrible breaks, whatever it might be. But there's this combustion inside them that isn't going to settle for less than great. And again, what one of us can do, all of us can do. Listeners, you should be finished with your run or your plank or your drink by now. And let's just finish this episode up with the idea that success doesn't just find you. You have to go out and get it. And it all depends on the second letter of the word success, which is you. So talk to you next week. Hey, thanks for listening. This is Dr. B making sure that you check in next week for our next episode. And in the meantime, you can keep up with us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and our website and all that information you'll find in the episode description. I really want to thank the people that make this show possible. My producer, Davey Kozik, Zach Doherty, Thomas Barton, Sam Tolan, Alastair Schwab, Reva Trio, and Kate Sorrell. And a special shout out to Christopher Blevins for that awesome intro. I'm looking forward to helping you be brilliant, be brave, and be better. <laughs>